You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Had it on Firefly. Oh, take my love, take my <laughs> land, take me where I cannot stand. I was reading, people are like still holding out for a I Firefly reunion, be. which I'm like, you can't no, we're way past that me. time. Everybody's old. Nathan Fillion's putting that Alec Baldwin weight on. Dude, let's not talk about weight, okay? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm packing that Adam, Alec Baldwin, and Adam Baldwin weight. All no, the, I'm, all of the I'm packing that Alec Baldwin weight as well. Dude, you know who isn't? Fucking Jeffrey Earnshaw. I was going to say the man sitting across from us here. Dude is melting. I I told him, I was like, man, I must be osmosing whatever it is that you've lost. (laughs) I've osmosed it because I'm doing nothing but gaining. It's the type of weight loss where you want to congratulate somebody, but at the same time, you got to make sure it's like, dude, you're not sick, are you? Dude, you're not. Like, is everything okay? Like, do you got the HIV? (laughs) What's up? Do we need to call somebody? Yeah. Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. You look, you look great. We should have mentioned that before. Uh, and the haircut looks awesome. Thank it's you. the combination of the, of the two. You look, you look really good. I'm just hoping you're not like Raul Juliaing us. Remember Raul Julia? <laughs> Got really nice and skinny. Yeah, right and then, before and he, then died. he died. Oh. Yeah, but he was also uh, he was he was he was older, right? I guess. I'm just saying right? he's not he's not a young twenty something like like Mr. Jeff over here. All he's right. thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you're only as old as you feel. <laughs> and, and 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 what do you feel? Do you feel twenty year olds? <laughs> Where do you? Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel, and this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're actually pretty good. No matter what the case, we will watch a movie every week and then come back here and dissect it, analyze it with each other, and talk about it with you, our lovely editing bay listeners. Mm. And uh, you know, just kind of shoot the shit. And we're very glad that you've decided to join us in this adventure. And if you ever want to talk back, you can also uh, go to our website. At, uh, at what? Well, no, not you, the website. You can't really talk back there. Eh. I mean, we've got the chat back thing kind of on the Next Wave Radio site. Yeah. But you kind of want to go to our Facebook page. That's yep. probably the best best chance for you to talk back to us. Um, and just go to Facebook search bar, Editing Bay, find the one with the bleeding eyes, and you can talk back. <laughs> Obviously, not in real time. <laughs> so don't go, don't don't type stuff in while you're listening to this and be <laughs> why like, are they Why are they answering me? <laughs> uh, so what did we talk about last week? Last week we did. Um, the uh, galaxy. <laughs> question? I can remember. Was no, no, it was uh, 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 not hateful eight, but uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, Jackie that's Brown. right, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Jack, Jackie, Jackie Brown. 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 Yeah, I got a lot of. Did you get any feedback from that episode? I got some feedback. Uh, Jessica. Yeah. Who was on with us for the burlesque podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna get her back. Was in like, 2016. I, man, I can't wait. I I love listening to her talk about. It. We should do the Warriors. She She's did mention that huge fan of the. She went to the the big reunion that they did over in Coney Island. Oh yeah, last year. Yeah. Uh oh. I know her, yeah. her comment was, uh, "You guys better not hate Warrior. Or we're gonna have words." And I'm like, <laughs> "I guess I'm, we're gonna do the Warriors on the next episode of the editing." Well, we will at some point, but I don't think she's gonna like what I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> no. nah, I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun one. Yeah. Um, so no special guests on on this well, episode, but I'm here. I wanted to talk about this movie. I've wanted to talk about this one since our first year of doing the podcast. Really? Why? Because it's an obscure movie. Yeah, it's a I'll movie say. that I know that a whole lot of people haven't seen. I didn't heard of. And the concept of if you tell somebody like kind of the elevator pitch of this movie, mm-hmm. David Mamet does a kung fu movie. People are like fucking what? I was intrigued. What? Uh, and so I think that you go in expecting one thing, you mm-hmm. get something else, and I. I feel like it's kind of a toss-up still. Like, 
I see this movie not being like the kind of thing that appeals to a whole lot of people. Uh, really? But it does to me. It did to me. I liked this movie a lot. Uh, and what we're talking about, did I say the title of it? No. Red it Belt. Is, yes. Uh, starring Chuetel Ejiofor. Very good. And Alice Braga. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a little Some appearance from, uh, from uh, what's his name, the, the UFC fighter. Uh, God, I oh, can't Randy remember. Oh, Randy Couture. Randy Couture. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love his style. As well as a Tim the Toolman <laughs> Taylor. Yes. Couture. Get it? The style. His style. <laughs> oh, you son. <laughs> you were sitting on that joke for was, so many days. trying to hatch it. <laughs> <laughs> and it still failed. Uh, yeah. Tim Allen. Buzz Lightyear's in this thing. That's right. Uh, so and uh, uh, Ray J, the guy who uh, uh, Ricky J, <laughs> Ricky J, Ray J. I'm like what? The Kardashian, the guy video. who fucked Kim Kardashian. <laughs> See, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to fuck you in the ass. He's one it's of those. It's your ass. I'm going to fuck it. It's your ass. Let's monetize your ass. <laughs> oh, we will talk about the dialogue in this movie <laughs> because it is so mammoth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, so this movie was made in what 2007, 2008. Yep. Um, and. I heard about it because of, uh, I, I think at the time, I was doing the Joe vs. Ken podcast many, 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 many months ago. Before we redid it for here mm-hmm. for a little while. And Ken was talking to me about it. He was like, yeah, David Mamet made a kung fu movie. And I said, shut your fucking mouth. That is the <laughs> dumbest joke ever. And he's like, no, I'm not joking. This is happening. I was like, what? And he sent me the trailer for it. I was like, this looks, huh, I don't know how to feel about this. So I went and saw this movie and walked out and I was like, wow, I I kind of enjoyed that ride. Did you see it in theaters? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like a limited release, but... That explains it. <laughs> Do you remember when? Like what time of year? Uh, it feels like a February release to I me. think you're probably right. Not in a bad way. Not in the way that the studios are trying to bury it, but I just don't know how studios market a film like this. And in fact, the trailer for this film does not do it justice. It and doesn't. initially turned me off. Oh, did it? Because it just seemed like a mess. Well, I'm really... Like, I'm still not sure... How you felt about this movie? Uh, <laughs> Hold my cards. So, close no, to the no, best. that's good. That's good. Uh, but I, I want to summarize just really fast because yeah. there's no real reason to, to to go into too long of a, a description of this movie. Uh, it's basically about the the guy who has the moral high ground on everyone in the world. <laughs> this no dude shit, right? has the ultimate moral high ground. Uh, he, this guy named uh, Mike Mike uh, Terry. Mike Terry. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, he's a fighter. He's he's a sensei. He has his own dojo. He he you know he teaches people. He's got a hot wife, and, hot Brazilian yeah, ass. <laughs> played by Alice Braga. Yeah, um, and he's got some financial troubles. Mm-hmm. And also you know uh, the people around him kind of find themselves in shitty situations. And he's kind of like <laughs> uh, arbitrarily assigned to fix everybody's problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or I, I wish I wish we had a Mike Terry who was like out there right now. Finding out what it was that was bothering us or hurting us or keeping us from succeeding mm-hmm. and taking care of it for us. I would learn jujitsu for that guy just to have yeah. that guy uh, yell in my ear. Insist. Insist. Yes. Insist Find the escape. on the move. What happens next? Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> the whole first five minutes whole, of him is just. Well, I kept thinking about you when we did the Rocky Four podcast. Right, yeah. <laughs> no pain. No pain. No pain. <laughs> it's like, well, I got another one of these trainers. But uh, there's a little more substance behind. And But I, I like the words that he's choosing. Yeah. And he says, insist. Insist on the move. Mm-hmm. And I kind of find myself like, oh man, I I, I get a little worked I understand up. what he means yeah. by those words. Uh-huh. Like, I'm I'm going to flip you over my head. I insist. I insist, Joe, that I'm going to flip you over my back. <laughs> okay, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. <laughs> it's not in a sexual way. We'll grind up against that. Although back. I, su- I suppose you could pull that word into the bedroom as well. Yes. No, no, I insist. I insist. Wait, wait, I don't think it's going to find the escape. It's not going. There's always an escape. It's not supposed to go there. No, it's not supposed to go there. Uh, all right, so so that's that's kind of a. Uh, basically, you know, what this movie's about. Like, this guy's kind of beset on all sides 
by the bows and arrows of outrageous fortune. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go there. <laughs> uh, and, and he has to, in his life, he finds himself in a shitty situation, mm-hmm. and he has to find the escape. Um, yeah, lots of symbolism throughout this film. That's kind of what's going on. There is, and some of it is pretty obvious. And then there's some stuff that's going on in this movie that's like, even you know me watching it again, this is probably my third or fourth time watching the film. Yeah. And I'm just rediscovering some things or discovering some stuff for the first time and going, oh, wow, I kind of dig that. You know, the first time I saw it, I was like, I really like this movie, but that was a little hokey. And then this time around going, okay, it was a little hokey, but I kind of really appreciate what they did with it. There does seem to be a reason for all of the little things that that he's hiding in there and all the little characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the most part, maybe there's one too many Brazilian brothers to be had in this (laughs) film. Like, how many brothers? Who's related? None of these fucking people look alike except that they're all speaking Portuguese. And now you're kind of touching on what my problem is with this movie. Oh, wow. Is that what did it do wrong, Joe? The <laughs> Just Dude, should I, to the chase. Should I save this? <laughs> no, no. Go uh, but I, I feel like the relationships are not clearly defined. Mm. There's, there's a, there are a lot of relationships with people that, you know, maybe they explain with maybe like a little bit of dialogue, but it's yes. not enough, it, and it doesn't, exp- you know, it. It's like you've got to kind of rewind it a few times and go, yes. what? Yes. Oh, okay. I did that several times upon viewing. Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about things, but we're never going to show you, which usually, you know, we're, we we have an issue with yes, it. Yes, we, we do. We pick bones about it. Just film. You're supposed to be, it's the, the visual art. Just show. But I think we give Mammon a pass because He's he comes from first. the stage. Mm-hmm. He comes from the world of the stage. He is a writer. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, if you ever go see a Mammoth show, if you've ever seen Glengarry Glenn Ross or yeah. Oleana, like his plays are it's all wordy it's all and and you know even red belt you could see this being translated as a stage production instead of just yeah, a movie it's fairly simple in its setups and and locations and mm-hmm. uh yeah it's all about just kind of characters yeah, yeah i could see that being done i was talking to a, a buddy of mine uh, when i told him that oh yeah we're gonna do a uh, he was asking what what movie are you guys doing yeah. next week I was like, well, David Mamet's got this kung fu movie apparently we're going to do. And he couldn't stop talking about Glengarry Glenn Ross. Oh, man. I, I love Glengarry. But the thing is, a lot of people will go on and on about Glengarry Glenn Ross, the movie. Right. And not the play. And, and people are always like, man, I love the Alec Baldwin monologue. R- well, that motherfucker, that doesn't not, exist in the play. I know. Yeah. But uh, that's, where, that's where the iconic ABC always be. Which I guess in this movie put could be, that coffee down. <laughs> AB coffees for closers. Always be kicking is, is <laughs> what we can describe in this Ab- film. <laughs> Doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but you know Alec Baldwin saying it. Why not? But yeah, David Mamet has a very particular. Uh, st- he has a very particular set of skills. Yes, he does. Uh, but yes, his does. his his style of dialogue is you know if they're, it's trademark oh it's, yeah it's almost trademark you've got certain people who write dialogue a certain we were talking about this last week Tarantino, Tarantino Sorkin Sorkin uh, and Mamet mm-hmm. you know and Ma- Mamet definitely like he really enjoys the art of the conversation mm-hmm. and, but sometimes he makes it a little hyper real absolutely yes. yeah so there's a lot of repeating uh-huh. uh, of, of phrases uh, what's her name Alice Braga she keeps Saying that, uh, let, let the wheel come around. Let, let the, the wheel, wheel come, come around. around. Let it come That's around. actually one of let the notes that I made. Let the wheel let come the around. Wheel come around so Mike, let me get this Mike, straight. Let the wheel come around. Let me get this straight. The wheel's supposed to go which way? Backwards? What? what? Does it go forward? What? Oh, it comes around. Oh, it comes around. Thanks. What? For what goes around? around? See, and that's Mammoth. <laughs> like, eight conversations are going on at the same time. <laughs> the, the, the most egregious example of it is, uh, and this is a scene that I had to rewind, not because I was this in the first 10 minutes? Yes, it is. Okay, when Emily Mortimer goes into the dojo? Oh, that's one of them. I'm thinking of, That's when it gets super mammoth. 
The uh, well, tell me yours. Or when first. they go to the bar? Are you thinking about when they go? I'm to the actually bar? thinking when Joe the cop's wife rolls up, oh, looking yes. for him. Yeah, and her and uh, Chubatil. It's like or, they're having two different conversations, or at least that like one is five seconds behind, <laughs> yes. and it's nothing but questions. Everybody is answering each other in questions. Yes, and it's like, didn't he just? Where's Joe? He's not. At, he's not bartending he's the, anymore. He's not at the club. Isn't he at the club? Yeah, no, I, I don't think he's at the club anymore. Yeah, that's a funny I thought thing. he was supposed to be at the mountains. Yeah, he's not at the why, club? Why don't you go to the mountains? Why isn't he at the club anymore? Okay, wait, is Joe not at the club? <laughs> it literally goes on like that for like two minutes. Nothing is learned. Uh, well, actually, although you, you learn that learned. Joe isn't coming home. <laughs> that is true. And yeah. he, he's been lying to his wife. That's right. Uh, and and, and Chiwetel. Mike did, Terry. Did we, did, we, did we ever get like a, a closure? Well, we get closure on well, Joe. Did we ever find out where he was going with his time? Oh, that's right, because they weren't paying him. Yes, he stops because uh, Mike Terry, Chiwetel Ejiofor, has set up uh, his buddy, his cop buddy Joe, Joe Collins, who is, uh, I guess, his right hand man. When we, and in fact, the very first scene that we see, uh, not even see here. That's the thing I like the title sequence. Yeah, where it's like that red, and it it feels it's like a kung fu too. movie, it's just doesn't like it? Red belt, and then boom, boom, right into the and names, then into the, and then right into the movie. But all underneath, you're hearing Chiwetel, Mike Terry, uh, say those, you know, insist, insist, insist. on the move. Mm-hmm. There's no, es- or, there's uh, always an escape. There's always find an escape. the escape. You know the move. Yeah, you know the move. And then we find out he's instructing this his his uh, cop buddy. Yeah, uh, who is who is right below? What's below? Black belt. He's a, a brown, brown belt. belt. Yeah, brown okay. belt. I get all the colors confused. Well, the the color doesn't matter. The colors of because the, the belt's just there to hold up your pants. That's right. That, I like that. I line like that too. line too. For some reason, it's really hokey, but I like it. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool thing. He's like, what it is, it's in here. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're ready from what's in here. The belt is just a symbol. It it it's only good for holding up your pants. Yeah, and so later on, so that that's his 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 protege, the the cop uh, who is the guy that he sets up the bouncer gig with. Uh, and then the wife comes looking for him early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very confusing to just say this out loud without showing, but that's uh, a mammoth movie. What are you yeah. going to do? Uh, but where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Oh, we, were, we were explaining like the sure. examples well, of mammotism. But you're talking about the black belt, and uh, he just kind of randomly presents him with the black belt, yes. like in a locker room. Well, he says later. he does say to his wife, he's like, I'm going to give Joe the black belt. Right. And they have the talk. She's like, but the window. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but isn't there usually like a ceremony that goes there, on? There, well, you, I you took take a, your tassel, you put it from the left I side to the right side. I took a karate class and oh, stuff. Oh, do and, tell. Uh, well, when I was a kid, I was real little. But mm-hmm. they did do belt ceremonies. Yeah. But he didn't. And and I kind of get why. You know, it was... It, it, the, the ceremony was Snowflake putting him through the motions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when, when he's like, you want your black belt? All right, Snowflake. And then Snowflake's like, okay, arms out. And then he hits him, and then they go into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like to Mike Terry, that's your ceremony. Yeah. Oh, oh good point. And I like also, that. I feel like the ceremony, the proving that he was worthy of the black belt, mm-hmm. is how he handled the situation with the Laura character. Yes. Um, which, let's go ahead and which get into is, that. That was my big egregious mammoth moment, where she comes in and she's like, hi, I, hello, welcome, come on in, Joe, take her coat. And meanwhile, Alice is like, Mike, we got the, no, welcome, come in, yes. Joe, take her. And she's like, but I want to talk about, yes, everything's cool, come in. And like, there's eight things going on, I'm like. Okay, this is a little too chaotic. Like, but usually you would say, like, "Hey, hold on." Yeah, one second. You come on in. What is it that you want to talk about? You know, that, that's how a normal—not even a scene in a movie, but like how just normal people would talk—and that's where I felt like Mamet was like, "I need to make this super hyper real." Like this, this conversation. Well, because it's a nice crescendo that leads up to a firearm being discharged. Yeah. But it's, but yes, it is. It is tense. Uh huh. Even though there's nothing really happening. There's aside nothing. From, and yeah. Although the, she's. 
So what are we to believe? So this character uh, em- is played by Emily Mortimer, Mortimer who you yeah. would know as what is her character name from Lord of the Rings? Uh, she's she, the one who's got a hard on for um, no, she wasn't the king. No, that wasn't that wasn't her. I swear that was her. No, that's no. not her. Who does she play? She wasn't in Lord of the Rings. She, uh, she wasn't in Lord of the Rings, wasn't she? Here we go. Yep, Emily Mortimer, known for Red Belt, Shutter <laughs> Island, Lars and the Real Girl. Wait a minute! I thought I looked this up. No. I could have yeah. swore that she, was the chick you're from thinking of, Lord of uh, the Rings. You're thinking of Miranda Otto. I am thinking of her. And yeah. she's the blonde. Mm-hmm. Well, what the hell else do I know her from? You probably know her from Lars and the Real Girl. She played Lars's sister-in-law, mm. oh, which was a Hugo. A good movie, man. Right, I love Lars and the Real Girl. It's such a sweet movie. I hear. I hear. It's have you good. ever seen it? No, but I know exactly what it's about. Oh. Um, and I well, and yeah, the I premise would make you laugh. You'd be like. Huh? What? But it's actually like the sweetest movie. Because my understanding, so it's it's a uh, uh, what's his name? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, and he, he falls he plays, in love. He plays a shut-in. Mm-hmm. He plays this shut-in. Uh, uh, there's a little bit of a traumatic past to this character, and what happens is eventually he orders this real doll, but it's not like perverted or anything. And he like dresses it up, puts it in a wheelchair or whatever, and has like presented its personality and through. His relationship mm-hmm. with his doll is kind of how he's reaching out to people. Aww. And the whole community recognizes this, and they start to treat yes. the doll like it's a real person. That's what I hear. So that way, you know, it, it encourages Anything him to, to socialize. Him and so, like, the whole thing culminates. I'm, like, starting to tear up right now Aww. thinking about it. The whole thing, though, culminates to, like, letting her go. Like, he lets the doll go. Mm. And like she's she she's dead, it's and like they have a ceremony for her, and it's like her dying is him kind of being reintroduced to the world. Kind of like Dumbo's feather, a little bit, yeah. And it's, it's like the the, just the goddamn sweetest movie. Aww. Uh it's so good. Uh, but that's not Red Belt. <laughs> this is <laughs> I would never say this is the sweetest movie. Eh, not uh, really. But uh, okay, so yeah, you've got the uh, the cop who who you know, and you kind of see. They literally check off gun, this gun. You know, he, you see he's a cop. He's putting it back in the holster. And Mike's like, hey, hold on. I want to show you something. So mm-hmm. he takes the gun out, puts mm-hmm. it down, and then they go through the thing. And that's when Emily Mortimer comes in. Mm-hmm. And so the cop's kind of advancing on her. And he's like, hey, let me. And she's like, don't touch me. And you would think being a police officer. He would know. He would know. Like, oh, I better back up. So, Something's wrong here. But he keeps advancing on her. And then she grabs the gun and just, like, shoots the window. Like randomly, yes. Silence for, like, three seconds. And then this person, and Sarah pointed this out too, this this person who's obviously disturbed, she's having problems, yes. and when the we, cop we... looks at her and yells, I'm a police officer! Like, dude, that is probably not the best way to proceed here, but he understands, like, okay, a, an officer's gun was just discharged, yep. this is going to get somebody it's in trouble. some questions. It, yeah, so... Or something flew in from the window. Yeah. Something flew in from the window. That's the story and we're going to tell. And that is him proving his worth, that, you know, the, his his integrity, mm-hmm. that he didn't want anyone to get in trouble. He would kind of take the fall mm-hmm. for the gun being discharged yep. or whatever, that he wouldn't tell anyone, no one needs to know. And it wasn't anything like he wouldn't have gotten in trouble for it, but she would have. Yes. And that's why I even like Chuitel has a, a little scene later where he's telling his wife about that, and yeah. and she's she's kind of chatting of her not taking the appropriate measures, and he was like, well, it was the right thing to do, yeah, from from just a, a human standpoint. And that is what defines Mike Terry. Yeah, he's he, like the perfect he's, person. He is the one who is guided by what is the right thing to do. He's a lot like Kane from Kung Fu. Yes, without he the is. autoerotic asphyxiation, but with the marbles. 
Yes. The, the pebbles, rather. It's the pebbles in Kung Fu. If you could take the pebble from my from hand. From my hand, yeah. Um, but real quick, before we get off the Emily, Emily Mortimer character, uh, Newsroom is where I knew her from. Oh, I that's right. I getting her confused. Yeah, that's right. So what are we supposed to believe? Because when we first see her, she it's raining outside heavily. She's driving. She's uh-huh. on the phone. She's trying to find a pharmacist, yeah. quote unquote. Well, she was yeah recommended run- to a guy, yeah. a pharmacist, who so, would have helped her out. You're looking for, is she going out for drugs? Because she's... I think she it's, seems a little hopped up. I think what it is is anti-anxiety stuff, uh, like because of her condition, because yes. of what's going on, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think that's why she's trying to catch this person. And uh, and what, what's funny is, that, again, this is the thing that you see because it's dramatic in a movie. But something you would like, you would have gotten back into your car and then got on the phone. To call whoever it was that you were calling. Mm. You wouldn't, in the pouring rain, pull your stand phone out <laughs> yes. and just stand in the pouring <laughs> rain as you're getting soaked. Your electronic device in your hand yeah. is getting Probably soaked. not a good idea. Uh, and then the rain stops. <laughs> like, right after the, the window gets shot out, obviously we don't want the rain coming in. Yeah. So the rain just stops, and Mike walks people outside, and it's like fucking well, clear. it's a $7 million budget. <laughs> was it only seven million? Only seven million. Didn't quite make that back. Got like two million, I think. Oh, uh, really? After all, well, it was like sixty thousand dollars is what it made in theaters. That's like you said, a limited release. That's wild. Which is a shame because uh, I, I will show my hand. I did enjoy this movie. Yeah, uh, it's a nice little quiet. It's a good David Mamet film if you like his style of storytelling. And it's which and is, it's kind of unorthodox if you're expecting David Mamet and you you get this movie. And surprisingly like, so. Huh. I was a fr- I was a little nervous that this was going to be too Mamety. Yeah. Um. But it's not really like aside from those those moments of dialogue and just the way that the story unfolds, uh, you really wouldn't know that it's him. I the, think the that themes though are themes that he likes to deal oh, yeah. with in all of his movies, just about like corruption, weird and double greed, crosses, and greed. a lot of twists, uh, people backstabbing, and you don't know who's the good guy. Mm-hmm. Except in this one, we, well, you always know who the good guy is. You kind of always know who the good guy is in this movie. Uh, what what I like is that it starts off a little awkwardly mammity, but it finds its pace. And it, and it realizes, like, okay, this is our pace. This is the voice uh, that I that I want to tell this story with. And from that point on, it is it's it's kind of, it's a cool little ride. Yeah. It, it's something that's neat. It's nice to see someone like someone like David Mamet kind of jump out of his comfort zone mm-hmm. and give us something like this. What is your favorite Mamet film or films? <sighs> Pro- I don't Some know, man. I really like American Buffalo. Never saw that one. Uh, oh, that's a, add it's, that to the list. It's a good one. Yeah. It's, okay. That's a that's a real fun one. I'm a little lukewarm. I'm uh, he's hit and miss for me. Yeah. Uh, in the in the way that Woody Allen is. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Well, because I'm gonna, I, I will say like as much as I love David Mamet from a writing standpoint, I really love David Mamet. I love the way that and I, I try to model the way that I write conversations between characters, mm-hmm. kind of like how he does, but I don't like to overlap as much. Yeah. Um, and that also takes a special kind of performer to understand how Mamet works because if you've ever seen and, and chances are you have <laughs> if you've ever seen a like a local theater group do <laughs> a Mamet show oh no like probably I'm going to try to be fair about it seven times out of ten it's not going to be very good and you've got actors who are waiting for their cues to say their line that and that's not... when a Mamet show doesn't work when you're waiting for the next person like you're waiting for that person to finish so you could say your line that is not how Mamet works. Exactly, because as we talked about earlier, when like the conversation is kind of five seconds behind, you're yeah. not, you're not all, the line you're presenting isn't a response to the mm-hmm. line that you're being served a lot of times. Yes. You're on your own path. Uh-huh. Um, and yes, you're waiting for your opening so that the audience can hear, but there's a difference between 
Yeah, what, what your motivation is. And the thing while. is, like Mamet's really good about that. Like, he does not mask important information in sections that are being horribly overlapped. No, yeah. like he, he, there's a distinct reason why there's the overlap and the confusion. But then when there's information that needs to be disseminated and like heard by the audience, it's clear. It, it's made very clear, and it gets repeated. <laughs> a few times. Yeah, yeah, you'll know. Uh, but I, I like the way that he writes. Let the wheel come around. 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 Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. <laughs> turning. Uh, big, big wheels. <laughs> Proud Mary keeps on burning. Rolling. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I like that he's able to give characters for... He gives them unique voices. Now, granted, they're all unique mammoth voices, <laughs> but he gives them unique voices. And there is nobody in the world who delivers mammoth like fucking Ricky Jay. Ricky Jay's good, and then I notice his, he always puts his wife in, yes. in his films. And yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I, I, I loved her. One of my favorite Mammoth films is uh, Spanish Prisoner. Yes. With uh, um, Steve Martin mm-hmm. is the lead, it, like doing a dramatic role, a non-comedic role, uh-huh. which is the reason I saw it back in the uh, 90s or so. Yeah, that easily, probably early 90s, yeah. too. It's like, hey, here's Steve Martin in a, in a David Mammoth film not being funny. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's kind of heartbreaking, but yeah, she's a, she's, she... I don't know. Is she his muse, David Mamet's I think muse so. in a way? I because so. she's able to kind of deliver the, that dialogue. The dialogue. She's the, also she she composes, right? Isn't that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Doesn't isn't she the? Mm. What did she play in this one? Did you she know, play Z? She played. She uh, plays the. the she plays she played uh, Chet Tim Frank's Allen's wife. wife. Yeah. Sh- so she. Chet Frank. She played the. She she composed all the music in this movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. And so I think that they kind of have a thing like what Cameron Crowe and uh, uh what's her name yeah. have cuz he has his his significant other That's cute. uh composes the music for their movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Brian Singer and uh <laughs> and every little boy. Otto. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, no, his composer that he always uses sure, for his movies. Sure. Sure. His penis. They're a team. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, Joe, allegedly. Um, Brian Singer allegedly has a penis. <laughs> Is that what I was saying? <laughs> uh, no, the, um, the 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 movie has this 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 fine line that it that it uh, it it tries to keep the balance, and and I think that it does um, between keeping Mike Terry like on the straight and narrow, mm-hmm. but with something like this, you run the risk of him being a little too saccharine sweet, right? But he doesn't. He never quite goes that way. Um, you know, just when you think he's about to go that direction, because mm-hmm. he has that scene when Emily Mortimer comes in and they kind of sit and he's like, I'm not going to touch you. Now, can I can I strike you if I come here? And she's I like, yeah, you love can do that scene. Can I strike you if I come here? He takes a step. The, and, then, and then he steps all the way back. He's like, can I strike you from here? And he's like, she's like, no. He's like, where could I strike you? And she walks all the way up and stands and she's like, he's like, right there? She says, yeah. He says, don't stand there. <laughs> that's a great like, that is symbolism. Fucking, that's awesome. Like that's that's a really good bit. You, you can almost hear like the the Japanese flute in the, in the back. <laughs> yes. But but what I'm saying is like that scene goes kind of like I'm not going to touch you. I'm so sweet. I'm this guy. I'm so I'm such a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. But then they have that bit where she's like, "Look, this is a mistake. I was raped, right. and this guy held me down. Mm-hmm. I was overpowered. There was nothing I could do. And he held a knife to my throat. And he's like, "Yeah." He held a knife to your throat? She was like, there's nothing like, I could yeah, do to get there's away. There's nothing I could do. And so she starts to walk off, and he takes like one of those rubber knives mm-hmm. that they have, and he just comes up behind her, and he's like, was it like this? <laughs> oh, my God, that's and so dramatic it, it was, it was for a dramatic, trauma survivor. But it was like, you know, and, and I was of two minds. I'm like, okay, maybe we don't handle it like this. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of a movie, it got like, it, 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 it got the point across yes. that, you know, Mike does have an edge to him, 
but he's still using it to try to help. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I really liked that part where he, it he is. and he's yeah, like, he's like so telling her, move breathe. your arm to the what left. What do you do? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Move my arm. Move it to your left. Mm-hmm. Now step back behind me. Mm-hmm. Now stab me with the knife. Yep. Stab me with She's the just knife. Going at him and with she that just goes, knife. and he's letting her like finally it's get cathartic. that out. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I start. It, it was the hardest thing. I'm sitting there watching this next to Sarah, and in that moment, like I'm starting to like get a little misty eyed. I'm like, wow! Like this is this is powerful. Their relationship with this film is probably my favorite. Yes. Uh, because it's 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 very much the student and and the master. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But and then comes full circle. You talked about him being kind of a, a perfect character. Uh, you're right. But really, the only uh, flaw that he oh, a couple one of the one of the flaws he has is naivete mm-hmm. because he gets in involved with the Tim Allen character yes Chet Frank who is a uh, who would you compare him to like so he's he's playing an actor he's playing like a, a movie star I don't know who I would compare him to maybe like a <laughs> he's supposed to be like I don't want to give a, my recast away like a Steven Seagal or something yeah yeah but but uh, he looks like Tim Allen though. So he, he, but that's what I'm saying. Like Stephen Seagal is like all out of shape and shit. Yeah. But he was an action star. Maybe more like a Tom Hanks. Like a he's Tom a little Hanks. older. He's had a story. <laughs> so you career. went from Buzz Lightyear he's to Woody. He's a big star. Yeah, basically. <laughs> always, always go to Woody. So that's who you recast. No, no. <laughs> Tom Hanks is my recast. No, no. I'm not showing my hand just yet. You got a friend of me. But he gets involved uh, with that, and, and he, he's, he, 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 he lets his guard down. And he starts thinking, okay, well, maybe this guy, because he's introduced to him, he, he breaks up a bar fight, basically. Yeah. Chet Frank is buying we're, we're drinks for pretty girls. Jake Johnson from out of the nowhere, nowhere right? comes out of nowhere. For a split second, I thought that was Oscar Isaac. Dude, that's what Sarah said. Sarah was like, oh, is, Poe that, is that Poe Dameron? I'm like, no, that's Jake Johnson. She's like, they're the same guy. They kind of are. <laughs> like, if there's ever a, uh, like, if they be, remake the prestige and they need they, the, they, the guy who looks like the, or the, the clone, let's get... <laughs> Jake Johnson in, uh, in uh, awesome. Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. <laughs> Oscar Wilde. Wow. And then he can write for us. <laughs> go, Some wonderful work. My bad. So, yeah, um, breaks up a, a bar fight. Some guy's picking a fight on uh, uh, Chet. And it gets, like, shit gets real in this bar fast. Yeah. Like, he's just breaking up a stupid fight with this guy, a drunk fight with Chet Frank and this dude. And then suddenly, like, fucking, you know, uh, well, Quan Chi with the fucking knife, like, comes in. <laughs> well, you know what it's like, Joe. When you go out for a few drinks with your lady friend at the bar, you always bring your, your <laughs> Japanese posse along yes. with it. Should a world-famous actor be sitting at the bar and start hitting on your girl? And you, you got to make sure you got your team there to back That's you right. up. I guess That's exactly so. what happens. They have to have their nunchucks with them. My God. Their bows and size, pretty much all the Ninja Turtle weapons. <laughs> He's got a katana. Cowabunga! Uh, 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 so, yeah. so Chubatel Ejifor, Mike Terry, uh, walks up upon this and uh, is basically just doesn't want to get involved. He only gets involved in the last minute when Jake Johnson breaks that bottle. And yeah, shit's starting to get real. Okay. And now there's going to be fight. some blood. Fighting's check. fine, but when we start trying to threaten to kill somebody, mm-hmm. that's fucked. So he steps in there. And, Why can't uh, people fight anymore, Joel? You don't think people I'm, can? I'm, I'm going to break, break this down for just a second. Just mm-hmm. put a pin in that. All right. Um, but like no, but what I, I just remember like I don't know if you remember like back in the day you could just get in a fight with somebody and you just fought like you you fought and then you settled whatever it was that was settled all right and then maybe you'd bought you bought each other a beer after it was done like man I'm sorry that got out of hand kind of like a Roddy Roddy Piper in yeah. they live in they live with uh, what's his name but <laughs> with the fight that will not with end Keith Keith, Keith David, David or David there you Keith go. yeah one of the two it's one of the two yep. two uh, first names don't trust them <laughs> never trust a person ne- with two nope. first names Mm-mm. or like with him. Wayne as a middle name Mike Terry Chet Frank, neither of them. No, names. <laughs> it just makes me think of weird science. Yeah. So nobody, you know, even when I was going to school, it's like you got in a fight with somebody, and chances are, like by the end of the school year, you were best friends with that person. Oh yeah. 
But like, what is it with fucking? And this is—I'm not just talking about movies. I'm talking about like in our society right now. Like, there was a shooting on fucking LBJ a couple days ago. Yeah, and yeah, some some folks got in a, an argument in a bar. LBJ's a highway here and then in they, Dallas. By yeah, the way. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, not the actual for people that don't live in Dallas. Of Lyndon B. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> we, someone was fucking LBJ's corpse. <laughs> Weird that he still had flesh. <laughs> so no, but they're driving. They got in a fight at a club, or like just an argument or whatever, and then they drove off, and then fucking somebody drove up up next to him and opened fire because they oh, got I did in an see. argument. I, is that the one that was caught on cell yeah, phone yeah. footage? I did see that. Yes. What the fuck, man? There's no Why, honor. Who is getting... There is no honor, Joel. Yeah. yeah. If Bruce but, Lee were around, but, he would have put an end to that. <laughs> or Brandon Lee. Or, or either of them, yeah. Or uh, although Jason Lee. Although uh, I would I would argue <laughs> neither of them uh, have good track records with, uh, our firearms. with firearms. So maybe those are the bad guys oh, to look for. Hey, hey, it's funny boom, because boom, it's boom, true. <laughs> No, but but why can't people just get in a fucking argument or get in a fight without having to like end the other person? Because it's pride. You know how men are. Wait, no, it's our it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have. What to is be. this society that we live in now, where it's like we can't just we can't have a disagreement and maybe even just a physical fight, mm-hmm. and then when the fight's done, you, you've beaten the guy down or whatever, then it's done. It's machismo. Why are we trying to kill the other person? Uh, because I can't have my footage show up on YouTube. And then I'll be dishonored and shamed. I guess, man. It's machismo, man. I don't know. I, I, it just it pisses me off. Well, Joe, that you have to end somebody. That you have to fucking go to that extreme. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cowardly. I don't. I don't think that's everybody, Joe. I think it's a, there's a certain sect that we can look at. If what? you if you look at that video, what are you trying to I'm say? I'm just saying there's maybe some similarities that can be drawn between troublemakers. Yeah, we all know it's those the, troublemakers. It's the, it's the, it, like you said, machismo. That thirty thousand dollar a year millionaire. Oh my god, yeah, got shit to prove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, who's the what's the 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 teen with with affluenza? The affluenza teen. I, that just pisses me off every time I right. hear that story. <laughs> I love that the, the the lawyer's like, well, he's now dedicated to serving the rest of his probation. I'm like, no, nope, you uh, don't. That's done. Yep. <laughs> you violated your probation. Now you get to go to the big boy jail. Oh, that kid's fucked. I hope literally. I, 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 I hope that as well. <laughs> hey, hard to hard to wish harm upon somebody. <laughs> Although funnier when you're making noises, <laughs> doesn't seem so. Seems kind of playful. Oh, that poor kid in juvie. Um, so let's, where uh, are we going with this? I think it's fighting. Ho- it's Hoovy. He'll be inside Hoovy. <laughs> no, <laughs> there was a wrestler named Hooven too. So, they call him Hoovy. Oh, okay. There you go. For all the for all the wrestling, all of our editing bay wrestling fans. So, um, so I, so the fight oh, breaks ahead, out. So ahead. I just wanted to complete that thought. So Chew Intelligence Four comes in. Saves Chet Frank, the Tim Allen character, and then uh, Tim Allen is impressed with him and uh, happens to be filming a movie um, that he thinks he could use his services for. So now uh, 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 Mike Terry kind of gets into that world. He's he's enticed. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he sees the lifestyle and his wife, most importantly, the Alice Braga character. I, I hated that character. That Brazilian so cunt. Right? I hated that character. Wow. <laughs> I hated her Well, they so did much. invent the Brazilian she, wax, so <laughs> I think it's fair so to use goes. that name. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, so, no, she's like giving him no end of shit. Like she is. P- p- well, how am I going to buy my material now, Mike? Uh, and uh, <laughs> you married to Jean Claude Van Damme? <laughs> yes, troopers. <laughs> I have received new orders. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, this guy, it, it is a little annoying. But she's. N- n- it's not. I'm not upset that she's getting on him about money. Paying bills. I'm getting upset about the character because. She's getting on him about money, and she's making. She's like basically, in so many words, calling him fucking useless while he sits there with his arm fucking still bleeding from the night before. Right. And 
once she they get an invitation to go have dinner at Chet Frank's house, she's suddenly all she's like, I love you. Uh-huh. You're the greatest. I love you so much. I'm oh, like, yeah, because fame and drop fortune. Drop that bitch. I think, uh, um, gosh, I've already... Oh, Mamet. I think Mamet um, maybe has a history of that in his <laughs> scripts, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. the women are... And and the thing Not is, the I, strongest characters. I don't. Well, I think they're strong characters because Emily Mortimer's character is very strong in this movie. Uh, but she, she has to earn it. She doesn't she's, start she, off. That but the way. thing is, she does, mm-hmm. and she has a moment. And we'll get to this later. Yeah. She has a moment late in the film that is probably the most profound moment in the movie. The student becomes the master. Yes, uh, and I love it. Yeah. I love the way it plays the out. The way it's filmed. And uh-huh. she, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so I like it. it and I'm sure we were supposed to. I'm sure this was Mamet's intent that we were supposed to not like this character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's a woman hater. Like, based on his material, and I didn't know if that's where you were going with it. I, I, th- there are reoccurring themes. But you're right. You can't flat out call him a, a misogynist because, yeah. yeah, the Emily Mortimer character certainly passes the Bechtel test. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, 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 I don't know what her character's name is from Spanish Prisoner, but his wife, the actress, yeah. uh, who plays that main character, mm-hmm. she, she's the one. She gets one up on she everybody. She gets one up on everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, okay, what, what did I, not so much oh, the untouchables. Okay. So, but they get this watch. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the, the fucking plan all along That's, was for them to give him the hot watch I mentioned and then for earlier, him to get arrested? I mentioned earlier that I had questions about this film and that's where it got a little muddy for me because yes, are we supposed to believe this is all happenstance and they're just reacting in the moment to these circumstances and it leads and just because everybody is corrupt except for the Mike Terry character that that's the way it plays out? Or is it more premeditated that it was planted? Uh, it's hard to that, follow that yeah. path because that that is a long con. Well, that's so. I mean, then we're getting into Jackie Brown territory yeah. where they're like, okay, we know he's going to give us great kung fu ideas or you know whatever. Uh, yeah, that seems uh, specious. Mm-hmm. That argument. The uh, also <laughs> the 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 convenient relationship between the Jerry character, mm-hmm. the Joe Montana, yeah, uh, and Ricky Jay, like. Suddenly finding out All that of a like sudden there's a love triangle, a weird love triangle, like that he has the idea or whatever of the pebbles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the, that's where I start to have some questions. Where like Mike is supposed to be having that meeting, the dinner meeting mm-hmm. with Chet and Jerry, and he mentions to to Jerry like, "Hey man, I have this watch, right? And you gave it to me, or Chet gave it to me, and my I, my officer friend like." Tried to pawn it, or what, he, oh, he, he said he, he doesn't even it. say he didn't That's even right. bring the cop into him. He said he, I pawned it uh, to try to get a little bit of money. I was in some, and the dude's like, "Hey, it's all right. You know, you did that. It was your. It was watch. a gift. It was, it was a gift. You could do with it whatever you mm-hmm. want." And he's like, "Yeah, but you know, blah blah blah." Turns out it was hot. It turns out it was hot. That's right. And he's like, "Oh, well, uh, you know what? Let me call Chet right now. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll be well, right." First back. of all, he's like indignant. He's like, I "Can't believe somebody fucking sold Chet Frank a hot watch." Like, yeah. That's a, don't you know what? I'm gonna get on the phone right now. I'm gonna sell. It. Say no word. I'm gonna sell. It. Gets up out of his seat right there at the dinner and fucking leaves. <laughs> and we never. Oh, then the, the next shot is like I don't know. Time has passed, and we see uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor with that one glass of wine. Yeah. That he's that is just sitting there and, tempting. And him. the thing we haven't mentioned that yeah. he's a recovered alcoholic. Yes. They don't flat out say it, but it's implied. Uh, somebody offers him. Actually, think, he does say it. Does he? Well, yeah, he does say it. He says it in the bar. Uh, 
who does he say that? He to says it to the magician. The magician's like, "Buy me a drink. You gonna get a drink?" And he's like, "I don't drink." He just says and, he doesn't drink, but okay. it's not. It's, I, 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 you, I took that as a. Well, no, you're, you're, and that's what we're supposed to derive that he. Had. We're also supposed to derive that he was in in the military. He's yeah. got an army background. He's got some army friends uh-huh. um, who are also now like stunt workers. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Um, so, so never sure if the two are intertwined. His his alcoholism, or at least not drinking anymore, yeah. also mixed with his military background. Has kind of made him who he is, this this uh, sensei like character, right? Uh, but yeah, I like which those is little... which would have been, I guess, maybe a fun backstory to explore mm-hmm. with Mike Terry. Honestly, I don't think that this movie should have been told completely through Mike Terry's eyes. Yeah, I well because I think the character we relate with the most and actually kind of experience this movie through the eyes of is the Laura character, the Emily Mortimer character, and mm-hmm. so. But the thing is, I don't know how we effectively tell the story of Mike Terry. Because she can't be in all places exactly. at all times. Yeah. 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 But I kind of feel like he's too good yeah. to be the person that we identify with. That's true. Because none of us are the paragon that Mike Terry is. And again, yeah, the only weaknesses he has are, are naivete. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he, he shows a sign of weakness near the end um, when he's being set up for this fight. And he's about to throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. Um, just to fill in the gaps. So, uh, yeah, money money is an issue. Um, and it turns out that, uh, yeah, everybody's kind of lying to him. So the Chet Frank character was never really interested in, in him or his wife. Um, the, the, was it Jerry? Oh Jerry, gosh, yeah. that, that stereotypical Hollywood producer yeah. who's just like shaking hands. I'll call you. Jo- we'll, Ma- we'll do lunch. Yeah. Play, oh, he's so deplorable. I know people like that too, which makes it hit a little closer to home. Yeah. Um, but everybody, and then the Ricky J character uh-huh. who is the fight promoter. Um, who is who works with uh, with Mike Terry's brother-in-law? Yeah, everybody's like we, connected. Everyone's kind of connected it's in the this Star world. Wars universe. Yeah. of kung fu movies. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know. I, <laughs> well, I think you were going to talk about the moment that we were saying, like, where, yes, and I, I'm kind of not ready for that part yet. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the second time we brought it up. It was a whole pass. We'll save it for the end because it is right. it is a powerful moment. Um, so. It, what's funny about this m- whole movie, I was watching mo- most of it with Sarah before she had to put the baby to sleep. Mm-hmm. And Oh, my she, God, you killed Harper? She found to sleep, oh. just putting her to bed. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, Jeff, Joel, come that's on. not even if a it funny was a joke. Mom movie, it would have made more sense, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Put her to sleep? You mean like sleeping with the fishes? Put her to bed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Abe Vigoda, another callback for Abe Vigoda. Jeff, you don't even have a mic turned on. I can't tell you it's to turn right. your mic off. I, can, I, I love it. I love this. <laughs> uh, but she was like, she was so... Skeptical of Mike's benevolence in this movie, she's like, nobody is like this. There's no one that is this good. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, okay, where? Oh, okay. So we were talking about the restaurant scene, and yeah. someone comes in and like shakes hands with Jerry, and he's talking to him. He's like, "Oh, you got to call me." Got Was that Ed O'Neill? Has two lines. Fucking Ed O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, he and uh, David Mamet are friends, yeah. right? Uh, and this whole jujitsu thing, because you know we keep calling it karate or kung fu, or whatever, but, but it's, it, it it's is jujitsu jiu-jitsu. that he's teaching. So David Mamet was totally into jujitsu, obviously, which is why he wrote this film for like six years before writing writing the script for this. Uh, Ed O'Neill apparently was as well, or is, and that's how they became friends. Yeah, according to IMDb, unless wow. somebody's lying. Wow. Uh, and so f- threw him a couple of lines, threw Ed O'Neill a bone. That's so cool. It is. I, ran- it's distractingly. And I don't think he's though. even credited in the movie. Mm. I, I don't even think he shows up on IMDb. No. as being <laughs> in this film. Like, is that, again, yeah. that looks like Al Bundy. Yeah. Uh, and that's I. Th- you know, and the thing is, there's a lot of people playing themselves. Like we've talked about Randy Couture. 
Uh, in fact, he's not playing himself. He's playing another character, Dylan, yeah. Dylan Flynn. But the same type. Yeah. He's doing the announcing for the MMA. But I got to tell you, like in this movie that's kind of about you know mixed martial arts, you do have a bunch of mixed martial artists that are in this movie. But for me, the cameo that makes it was that Ed O'Neill. I'm like, what? <laughs> why are you here? Why isn't there more of you? Right? Why Dutch shows up. Is, like, could he just play the character Dutch <laughs> with his ring? I'm here to take my boy to the uh, fights. Uh, oh, no, yeah, no, please. Yeah. So let's talk about this this the scene. Oh yeah, because We're I, ready to get I just to knew it? I just knew I had another note that had to do with that dinner. Okay, uh, and that that's what I had to track down. I was like, oh yeah, that. Well, let's just set up where we are. So there's a whole tangled web of uh, um, they've Mike stolen Terry's Mike's wife. system. Well, st- first they've stolen Mike's system. Yeah. of of uh, jujitsu. He's got the black marble, the two black marbles, and the one white marble. Yeah, right? the two white ones and the one black. Yeah, whatever. The white ones a pass, and the black I ones a handicap. The two black ones. No. No, two white and one black. Okay, all right. Uh, and so, uh, so th- he tries to uh, because now this is where nobody's. He's not getting the calls back from Chet Frank. His cop buddy's gotten in trouble, and he's just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, the wife, the can't wife even get a hold. Yeah, the the wife isn't getting a hold of her her friends now, mm-hmm. and so he uh, he tries to press charges with the help of Emily Mortimer's character, who's a lawyer. They they decide to go press charges against Ricky Jay and the fight promoters. Because they stole an idea, and they're like, "You can't, you can't copyright an idea." And she's like, "No, but this is a proven thing. That's his system." Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like they've just about got the one up because Joe Montana comes walking in. He's like, "It's yep. okay, I'm his partner." And now we see oh. busted. There's a how connection. he got it. Yeah, that's the smoking gun to link everything together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're walking out of the office, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we've got them in the palm of our hands now. This is conspiracy." And then the lawyer comes out and is like, "Yeah." Um, We've got these pictures of da 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 da. Yeah, look here's Your fingerprints sh- on the, the shell, shell casing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we're going to bring, be bringing charges to you and da 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 da. And she's like, "Well, I'll see you in court," and that's what leads to the Joe character mm-hmm. killing himself. Okay, yeah. So he's the cop. Yeah. He's the guy who got presented with the black belts. Um, uh-huh. I didn't buy that. I didn't buy that. No, it, it I had a seemed, hard time with that as well. It seemed out of character, and its only purpose was to serve the story, to be the catalyst. I got for no why. pension, Mike. I got no pension, Mike. And that's and so the wife uh, has that impassioned speech where after the cop has committed suicide, she basically blames Mike Terry for his death and says, you know, how, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my bills? Which would seem she was only worried about how she was going to pay her bills. Well, she's a one-dimensional character, sure. But that's the only purpose she serves that's in the true. film, right? She this is true. She and she wasn't be. a very good actor. Sarah even pointed this out. She's like, she's not a very good actress. Uh, I'm sure like, she's great in other things, but yeah, as far as capturing that, that David Mamet cadence... Um, yeah. it, it that is the only time it felt forced. Yeah. I, I was a little taken out of it. I agree, uh-huh. um, but it's still a hard scene to watch. It's but, hard, but it was so. I agree with you. But, it's a little too extreme. For but this. apparently, that's it. That's a that's a common thing. Cops know that that if you commit suicide, you're not going to get your pension. So we're to believe that the cop, who's who's pretty much a good guy, maybe he's a bit of a hothead. Uh huh. Um, and but he's trying to find his way, going through this jujitsu, taking uh, Mike Terry's taking him under his wing. You would think that he would know that. So now yeah. we're 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 asked to believe that. This or, guy kind of had everything going for him, except no, he's been suspended because his firearm is linked to this thing. Uh, well, he, he was suspended because of the watch, and and the the watch got uh, and then and then the oh, line. That's right. We never yeah. even got to. We that never point, figured we? out like what the the consequences would have so been. So really, the guy commits suicide because he tried to pawn a watch that ended up being hot, but and then also because of he tried to cover up. Uh, the discharge of yeah. his weapon. So it's the combination of the two things. So okay, I get he's another going to work again, or at least as a cop. But uh-huh. is that grounds to end your do life? You, but and do to you leave think your wife? that's? Do you think that's all? 
because that scene with her outside the dojo mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie oh. is setting up that they're having problems, that there's emotional problems he's lying and to relationship her. problems, and he's lying to her. And if he's not going home mm-hmm. and he's not working, where is he going? He's going somewhere. He's so, going to, somewhere. To get money. So maybe he's... In, is he going somewhere to get money? Or is he... Well. And he And maybe he was. And I don't know. You know, that's us now, you know, hypothesizing, like, what could have possibly been in the script that was maybe cut out. Yeah. But I'm taking that information of there's trouble at home, too. Mm-hmm. He's not a happy guy. He The hothead thing where, like, he yells at her, I'm a police officer. Right. He's yelling at a, a very... Fragile woman. Vulnerable. That means this is somebody who's got problems still. Mm-hmm. He may be a really good guy, but he's got problems. Uh, and so I think that instability, yeah. it, it doesn't make it okay. Like I said, I still agree with you. that yeah. like That's a little extreme. Mm-hmm. But it makes me wonder if there was another kind of, if there were ulterior motives that like he knew she wouldn't get anything out of it. So that's why he killed himself. Oh, yeah. He did it to her on purpose. So he did it to that. Maybe he did it deliberately. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, if we're going to go that route, I, I would have liked another clue to make that yes plausible because as it is right now and i'm like well all cops know that if they commit suicide then they don't get pension so we're left with these questions unanswered yes and ultimately they don't need to be because it's all to serve the story exactly to get him to now he's like what fifty thousand in debt or something right Mm -hmm. he's got nothing his wife has left him oh that's right because she took out a thirty thousand dollar loan from a loan david paymer fucking loan shark is in this who's also no stranger to mammoth uh, who last appeared on the editing bay in No Holds Barred. It's it's funny to oh, see. Oh, he was in that, wasn't yes, he? Holy it's shit. It's so funny to see, like, David Paymer from No Holds Barred, who's now, like, doing Mammoth. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> you you got you some chops, Mr. Paymer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's got, he, she took out a loan from the loan shark, and so now he's got to figure out how the fuck to get this money back, and da-da-da. Uh, and so, yeah, no, the thing that happens with Joe the cop is ultimately what propels him to make this decision that's like, okay, I'm not going to get anything through the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And the, the Ricky J character gave me this, the you know, the, the, the he, yeah, he gave me the card saying, hey, you want to make money? Come fight. I saw the footage of you fight. I know you can do it. I could sell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he decides to do it, mm-hmm. which is a twist that I kind of love about this movie that we've we spend probably a good five, six minutes of him getting ready to fight. Yeah. And then the match never happens. Yeah. He's he uh, he finds out that the whole thing is uh, that that it's rigged. That yeah. the magician from the bar earlier in the movie. <laughs> what a coincidence! Small world. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, you've got to be watching this movie and in the bar when you see like the magician guy doing his thing or whatever. You're like, okay. I mean, he even makes a black dye turn, turn white. Turn white, and he's and a, so you have to read those clues. But you know, for me, I, I like it when they. Yeah, yes, the clue was there, but by the time the reveal happened, I had forgotten. You'd about forgotten it all it about it so early in the film. So uh-huh. I, I, I commend. Mammoth for that. Yeah, that's it, it. Wasn't bad, but I do like. Wow, what a weird coincidence mm-hmm. that we're gonna go ahead and use the bar magician, uh, and so he finds out like the the whole thing is rigged. It's fixed. It's fixed. That uh, Ricardo, who is his brother-in-law's brother, yes, <laughs> or just his John other Jacob, brother-in-law, Schindelheimer Schmidt, yeah, uh, and uh, and he's going to throw the fight, and that the the professor, the guy who created this entire mm-hmm. system of jujitsu, now is there in the audience. The guy with the red belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only red belt. That's right. And they, they explain that. She's only like, one person. So who has the red belt? Only one person has a red belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he finds out like this whole thing's rigged. There's no honor in it. Yeah, he makes a big uh, deal earlier about you know fighting versus a competition. He's like, you know, the, the MMA fight, it's, it's, it's not it's not a real fight. It's yeah. a competition. Yes. And then when he learns that he's now involved in one, he just can't go on. 
Right. So you, you and, and so he quits, which mm-hmm. leads us to he, uh, he. So he's walking out. The the fight is about to happen. In fact, they they, they can't find him, and so they, you hear over the loudspeaker, "Oh, we're going to substitute with so and so." There are this big auditorium, you know, crowds there. It's like a typical televised yeah. MMA fight, yes. right? Yeah. Crowd is booing that he's not showing. Oh no! So we get this nice long shot as he's walking out. Uh, and Emily Mortimer, the what is her character's name? Laura. Laura. Is she's taking a phone call? Right. We see her answer her phone. Well, so she steps out. She tried to. Get, I think she was going to try to like make a bet or get some concessions or something. Mm-hmm. And then the line was so long, so she just turned around and tried to smoke. And somebody came over to her and was like, "There's no smoking in here. Yeah, you have to step out." So she steps out. She's behind a little fence, the pen, and she's. I don't know. Is she currently on her phone or she's just smoking? She's just. She's just standing there. She's not even smoking. She's just standing there. And the whole scene plays out in one long shot. One long shot. Not a word long. spoken. You can't hear anything over the announcers and the crowd cheering in the background. You see him walking off, and you see her silhouette. She notices him, and, and, and he, he's like all dejected, shoulders yep. down, mm-hmm. head down. And clearly having a conversation, and she slowly mo- moseys over to her, and and we're ju- we as the audience are just left to guess as to what how the conversation is going. We're yeah. giving no. It's shot from super wide away, right? We're not close to the action at all. Um, and at at the apex of this quiet scene, mm-hmm. we just see her rear back and just slap Slaps him across the him face, across the so face, so hard. Oh. And that's when you're like. Oh, we know how this conversation has been playing out. Yeah, he's telling her, "I can't go on. Here's what's going on," and she has the, the moment of strength and has to remind him, like, yeah, of what's right. Yes, you need to, you need to do this. Don't quit. Mm-hmm. Who? The, why are you quitting? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, like, there's always there's a way always out. a way out. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I was going to go with it. There's always a way out, and that like kickstarts him <laughs> into basically committing like. A, a dozen crimes. <laughs> yeah, it's just assault and battery from that point on. <laughs> I made a note. I was like, I would love to see the list of charges against Mike Terry yeah, 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 that yeah. stack up in the last ten minutes of this movie. He takes out so many security guards <laughs> and uh, like breaks people's wrists just and personnel. Stuff. Yeah, well, they shouldn't have gotten his way. Yeah, don't fight the tiger. Well, well, they they made the mistake of going at him one at a time. Exactly. Like, well, everybody knows the old the old kung fu trope. It's the honorable way. <laughs> that in every video game I played from the nineties. Yes. It's well known that uh, uh, that foot soldier from Ninja Turtles will not attack you. And I was like, why didn't anybody pull a taser out on Mike Terry? Would yeah, they... this is the worst security uh, guard that's happening at this yeah. at this MMA fight where uh-huh. alcohol is being served. Yeah, people are kicking ass. But and they just they let it they let it go. Like uh, he ends up fighting. Like the Ricardo character mm-hmm. catches up with him because Mike's going. He's making his way to the ring. Basically, mm-hmm. he wants to out. This competition yeah, he's that it's blow the lid off. He's blowing the lid off. He's, they stole my. Uh, they stole my idea, and now they're 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 fixing the fights. They the professors it. here. They package they it. Package it, and now you want to sell it. You're <laughs> selling it. <laughs> uh, so uh, so no, he's making his way down to the ring. He wants the professor to know. He wants uh, Dylan Flynn to know that this isn't legit. And so Ric- Ricardo's trying to stop him. So they have this fight, and Joel, it's it's like. Amazing to and, and I know it's a very simple fight. Oh yeah, it's, there's no real bells and whistles to this thing. But it's how you imagine a fight like this would have gone. It's down. how you imagine a fight like this would have gone down. It's also what this fight symbolizes, mm. and it's the entire story of the movie condensed into this one fight, this one scene mm-hmm. where we finally see the struggle personified throughout the entire movie in this fight between Mike and Ricardo, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it 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 it's it plays out and it's it's choreographed just really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it ends, 
you've got a moment where the the current reigning champ, I guess, comes out and hands him the belt. Yeah. Which is like this golden ivory. It's worth like so much money or whatever. $25,000, I think, yeah. But that's the belt that Mike ends up handing off. He climbs in the ring and he's asking for the mic to be brought down. Mm-hmm. And as he gets in the ring, you see him like stop in his tracks. And the professor comes into frame mm-hmm. and hands him the red belt. Yeah. And then gives him a big they hug. They embrace. And like I'm like I get I'm getting goosebumps no, right now yeah. because of what that symbolizes. And it's and it's not shot in the way that a Rocky movie would be shot, no. where the crowd is erupting, nope. and it's you're silent. seeing the scene. It's completely silent, and it's and it's 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 tight on him the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really see any background. Yes, uh, maybe that's because the budget was so low they couldn't afford to have so many. But it works. In. It works for this film, yeah, and just absolutely. the fact it's that quiet you know, this is a man who preserved the legacy. Yeah. of this, and it's recognized by his master. That's right, and so in in that respect, the student becomes the master mm-hmm. again. Yep. There's just so many layers of story, and it's very satisfying, mm-hmm. especially when you come off the heels of all the shit that he gets served, and the fact that it's his fucking wife I that know. like gives up the information on the cop, and and you know it's in a movie like this you would want to have like a comeuppance there, but at the end of this movie I didn't care. I didn't no. care about that. You get the one cutaway shot of her and Chet Frank. I can't say his name <laughs> you any can't other without way. without a sneer. It's so Chet Frank, and maybe that's intentional. <laughs> and uh, his wife, because they're there to see the fight, and they're in the stands. Yeah, they've, and, they've, they've now become best buds again. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, when the shit hits the fan and doesn't go their way, they're, they're obvious. Uh, she, specifically, um, Mike Terry's presumed ex-wife yeah, now. Sandra Terry. Sandra. Um, Man, cute, cute little. What else has she been in? Alice Braga. Have Alice you ever Braga. seen my uh, I Am Legion or not? I Am Legion. I Am Legend. Legion. I Am Legion. I Am Legend. She plays the the woman that ends up uh, uh, hanging out with. Uh, Spoiler Will, alert. Will. Will Ferrell. Will Smith. That's right. Now Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Smith. I almost said Will Ferrell. I was like, what is his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know she's in that, and I can't remember. It's cute. Is she she doesn't quite do it for me. Uh, you know, Jenna did mention that she she had a mannish quality to her. The, she's like got her, a strong her, her jaw, li- her lips, and her jaw. Thin lips, and they yeah. totally do this thing in this movie where like, okay, just get her in her panties. Yeah, take her, sh- have her take her shirt off as she's rounding the corner. Yeah, and then they well, they, and they use it in the trailer. Yeah, they do That's, they. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why we got nothing else to hang our head on except a half naked Brazilian. I think she's a good actress, though. Like she's a yeah. really good actress. I just, <laughs> I just hated her character, and I, I, well, I, that was by design. I'm no. You but. see her, her kind of struggle as well, because she, she admires something about him, but you, you can tell that she's frustrated that she's when, when she hitched her wagon to his horse. I'm talking about Mike Terry. Yeah, uh, not literally, obviously. Uh, oh, he's probably that's hung that's like another, a horse. That's another right. two first names, yeah. Mike, Mike Terry. That's what I said earlier. Um, uh, she may, maybe thought that you know the she cop's admired something about him. name was Joe him. Collins. Wow, yeah, that's <laughs> a bit of a stretch. Fuck is up, David Mamet. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm Keep trying to think of other characters' names. So I think you're right. Uh, Chet Frank. I I I was put Richard off. <laughs> Richard the Lone Shark. <laughs> he doesn't have a last name. No, <laughs> Jerry. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen maybe her. In, I know the story's not about her, but it seemed a little out of left field when all of a sudden, oh, your wife sold you out. Well, and that's what I was talking I didn't about see earlier. That, coming. that they don't define the relationships between people, and I think I think in that in that same respect, they don't define the motivations for the uh, for everybody except Mike Terry, whose motivations are very fucking clear. Yeah, uh, purity, they, peace. They, they don't quite. 
they don't flesh out the motivations of everybody else. Like it feels everyone's like, just greedy is what it, it is. It's exactly Power everyone's just greedy. And while I really love this story and I love this movie, I do feel like the villains are a little too mustache twirly yeah. in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Where it's like they're bad just for the sake of being bad. Especially the Joe Mantegna character yeah. and the Ricky J. Yeah, they're 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 comically um Evil. Villainous, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. about to like tie a woman up to some train tracks. But I mean, this. Is, but it works. This is that kind of movie. This yeah. is a, this is an old samurai. Yeah. Uh, uh, film yeah, like a Shogun, like yeah. Shogun kind yeah. of thing. No, I I I, I hear Ooh. you on that. <laughs> I don't have any other notes. If you've got anything else, I I don't. Let's see. We talked about David Mamet's uh, dialogue, uh-huh. style of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I think we've covered it. Man, right. it's a fun little movie, man. Thanks for introducing. I'm it glad to me. that you liked it. Like yeah. I was really scared every time I kind of throw something at you that's a little more obscure that yeah. like you had for some reason haven't seen. I'm like, oh well, shit, you know. I, I like I Mamet. I hope he doesn't hate it. I like Mamet. I like Kung Fu slash Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. I like Chiwetel Ejiofor and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like short movies too. This yeah, is only and this a, was a short a movie, buck thirty nine. Yes, so it thank was. You for that. Uh, all right, then what did Red Belt do right? Um, it is <laughs> a buck thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, great actors, great performances yeah. all around. Even in these little bit roles, um, even Tim Allen, I didn't really mind. He wasn't. Uh, he he. He, he he wasn't a caricature of like what you. he could have been. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and as much as even even the fight promoter Ricky Jay, I mean, yes, they're they're mean, they're evil, uh, yeah. they're greedy, but you you understand why it, it works like, in the context of the movie. That's their world. The same way with the Joe Montana producer. I'd like to think that uh, he's a, a bit overblown, but sadly, I'm telling you, <laughs> I know people like that. Yeah, and they're looking out for number one. Yeah, so so I get it. But yeah. All the actors in here, very, very good, um, putting in um, um, uh, performances that uh, are subtle enough to be believable, yeah. I would say. Uh, I, I'm i going to agree with you. Okay. This isn't what I think the movie did right, but I'm going right. to agree with you that the casting in this movie, the, the performers were really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically for me, Chiwetel and uh, Emily Mortimer. Yeah, man. I, I feel like if that relationship between them didn't work in this movie... You wouldn't have cared at all about what happens, and and that scene where she slaps him would not have had the power that it had. Um, what I think this movie did right, though, mm-hmm. was the story that's going on here. Now, even though it's got some of the cheesy on the surface mustache twirling going on, I think that there's a really good deep story that's happening, mm-hmm. and the fact that David Mamet is telling that story through the words, but also through the action, and it's being mirrored in like the fight sequence at the end. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of complex things going on in such a small little movie, yeah. uh, and it was it was it's a real treat. It was a treat for me to go back and watch that again. Uh, you know, it's got its flaws, sure, but I love it for its flaws. Um, well, let's talk about those flaws. What did so it do? What wrong? did it do wrong? All right, uh, for me, I think we we've touched on it a, a few times that uh, the main character is just a little too perfect. Mm-hmm. Like he's always got the right thing to say. He always knows what to do. Uh, you you. And his weaknesses, he's already overcome them, whether it's his alcoholism. Um, but he does drink. He gives into it at, at some that's point. That's true. He yeah. does have that moment of weakness after uh, his buddy commits suicide. And um, he even starts to show a little bit of rage, that scene where he's going at the punching bag yeah. just for a second and then kind of catches himself. Um, yeah, so it's 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 fairly well balanced, but he's just so perfect. Yeah. He's just Captain America for the first two thirds of the movie. <laughs> exactly. Um and his only fault is is believing in the goodness of others. Uh-huh. Um that, I, again, that's a reoccurring mammoth theme. Again, I'm going to agree with you that he's he's a little too much of a white hat. But we just talked about how like the villains in this movie are a little mustache twirly. So yeah. it does balance it out. Um what I think Red Belt did wrong 
is and it's going to be like some of just the small touches, the small production touches. And, you know, it has to do with budget. You mentioned how it had a very yeah. small budget. But little continuity things, you know, things like it's raining, it's pouring horribly outside, <laughs> yeah. yet when he goes outside, it's not raining. I think introducing relationships and characters, um, like the relationship with Joe Collins, the cop. Yep. We really didn't need to have any kind of a problem at home. We didn't have to have domestic problems. We could have just had like a cop who was not quite as stable as he hoped he was. Sure. Uh, it, it, all it did was add needless complexity mm-hmm. to the story uh, and, and more characters than we really needed to keep track of. So yeah. I feel like what happened here was Mamet's, Mamet was trying to, to extend his reach and he just couldn't quite get there with that. Yeah, a lot uh, of plot, a lot of uh, extraneous characters. Exactly. That's a good point. Uh, so that's what I think it did wrong. Yeah. If we were going to remake Red Belt today, how would we do that? Uh, again, so many characters to recast. I didn't do all of them. I did my my top seven, but uh, and and not even man. If you look at the IMDb, I did like eleven. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many people in here, and everybody kind of plays a little role. Uh, but I, I I left out you know, some of the Brazilian guy. Really, the only Brazilian I have is the wife, Sandra. Uh, see, I've got the guy he you, fights at the end. You got the guys too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know who to do for that because that guy only shows up at the end. Exactly. And then he fights him. And it's like, well, he it's hard it's hard to <laughs> see him as the main villain when we've just been we've only heard his name uttered. Exactly. And then he finally shows up. I yeah. didn't even recast the Ricky J character. Oh well, I did. So let me start with that. Thing. Okay. Um, we probably can't ping pong him. No, we can't because I have so many. All right, then if let me. You want? I'll go through mine. Yeah, real okay. fast. Yeah, yeah let me let's just go it. through mine. Uh, for the Ricardo Silva character, that's yep. the guy that he fights at the end. Mm-hmm. I went with wrestler Alberto Del Rio. See, I knew you were going to pull from reality. <laughs> I, I pulled another wrestler, but who is also a UFC champion, mm. Ken Shamrock, to play the Dylan Flynn character, the Randy Couture character. Oh, okay. Uh, Richard the Lone Shark, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I would love oh! to see Jerry Seinfeld just play like a straight role, yeah. like Jerry the Lone Shark, because he has a good little bit, a Jerry. little soliloquy mm-hmm. where... Where he where he just kind of tells him like, hey, it's not my money. Yeah, it's these guys. Like that's a really good scene, and again, speaks to the the dimension of some of these characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. That while Mike Terry is pretty much all surface, there are a lot of characters that have great depth that are you know basically inhabiting his world. Uh, and so I think Seinfeld would be kind of fun to put that there. is one. Uh, Jerry, the uh, the the Joe Montana character. Yeah. Chaz Palminteri. Oh my God! I almost went that direction too. Did you really? Yeah. Well, because like I googled Italian actors. <laughs> Guess who shows up? My name's Chaz Palminteri. <laughs> uh, Chet Frank, Nathan Fillion. <gasps> you son of a bitch! Did you did you cast Chet Frank? Almost, but that was my first one that I. Oh then, my God. Well, good. I'm glad I. That was my backup. Okay. Uh, the magician. Mm-hmm. I cast John Leguizamo. Ooh, as the magician character, <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's great, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he and, and at the end he's kind of in like a Japanese mask and he's he's pretending to be kind of old and decrepit, uh, like in the Prestige. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the act. That's right. When John Leguizamo was in the Prestige, <laughs> that's, right. that's exactly the character. The, he played. the, the Laura Black character, <laughs> Emily Mortimer, right? Uh, played by Rebecca Hall. Speaking of the Prestige, ooh yeah, Throw Rebecca Hall in there. I saw the Town recently. Have you seen that before? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's the, the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. You know what I love about the town? Ben Affleck? <laughs> is, well, <laughs> that when I was doing, I did the, you might not know this, oh. I did a web series called The Variance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we were, <laughs> looking, we were looking for an editor, and apparently the editor for the town offered to edit our stuff because they what? were friends with a friend of mine. No way. And, uh, and we, didn't know, we, we, we didn't know about the town at the time. Like, they were working on it, uh. but it was a friend of mine, um, Sonia, who went to, uh, what's the, the school in Boston? Um, uh, um, 
Oh, I can't remember. About, uh, but uh, no, not Harvard. MIT? No, not, not Harvard. Not MIT. It's uh, it's it's another one of the other big ones. Uh, okay. So, but she went to school. <laughs> okay. Uh, and. Thank you. And uh, went to school with this person. Okay. And so she was like, hey, I've got a friend who's right now editing a movie that Ben Affleck made. Hmm. Uh, and they said that they would love to cut your web series together for you if you wanted. And I presented this to the guys. And they're like, no, we're keeping it in-house. We're going to do this. Uh, and I was like. Never relinquish so, control. And so I've, I've, watched, I've watched the town. And I'm like, wow, our, our stuff could have been edited by <laughs> this person. Yeah. Who, but those are two completely different styles still man to say like from the editor of the town <laughs> uh all right what about your buddy man what about your boy right uh, i here? didn't know you then oh i know that's a good point <laughs> so snowflake the character that was kind of like he was training <laughs> mike little, terry little to Asian go guy played by drake <laughs> oh, interesting <laughs> because you know because you know why because it'd be funny to call drake snowflake last name ever first name greatest Mm. That's lyrics from That's his song. His thing. Or he, why won't you call me on a cell phone? <laughs> I'm trying to do the dance and it doesn't work. <laughs> Not when you're sitting down. Okay, the it. Joe Collins character, the cop. Okay, yeah. Played by Ray Liotta. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Sandra Terry, played yeah. by Selma Hayek. <gasps> oh, yeah. And uh, Falcon himself, Mike Terry, played by Anthony Mackie. Wow. I'm going to tell you right now that that was my recast as well. Oh, great. <laughs> I did not have a backup for that. Directed wow. by Joe Carnahan, who did Smoke and Aces. Oh, I like that. But I think could do something. And uh, there you go. Nice. Uh, wow. Damn. I, I should have known we were both going to go Anthony Mackie. Should have had a backup. Yeah. But I don't, so I'm going to stick with it. However, uh, I did do the Ricky <laughs> J character. You should go John Boyega. <laughs> oh, I should. <laughs> 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 Next time I watch that, I need to count how many times that guy just screams out, or any line. Poe! That's one hell of a pilot! <laughs> it's the only bit of dialogue. My least favorite yeah. line. Yeah. It's not the I delivery. I still love that movie so much, but it's it. just, yeah, that's one hell of a pilot. I don't believe that would be happening on the ground <laughs> when stormtroopers storm are still surrounding there. Surrounding you, you're watching Man. this airfare going on. Did you see the meme where someone was like, we put so much money into promoting this guy and this guy, and it's Captain Phasma and, uh, and Kylo Ren? Yep. And it's like, but this guy steals the show, and it's the stormtrooper that had the, the shock fucking, batons. Yeah. That was fucking did great. Did they not make toys of them? I don't think so, no. Oh, you know what? Um, did we talk about the whole controversy with Ray and her not, toys not being available? No, we, have, blah, we, blah, we blah. really haven't jumped into that. And I kind of think right. that there are Ray toys. Like, yes. there are Ray toys, and people got pissed about, like, Monopoly. There's no, there's, not, there's no Ray character in the Monopoly. I'm like, uh, I don't, I think maybe they were trying to keep under wraps how important her character was actually you know i don't to be. buy that story oh you don't you don't uh, think that's i think that was uh um trying to uh save face <laughs> trying to cover bit. it up see it seems I, believable to me i'm like oh okay i kind of buy that I, uh, I think that's true but, but you can still have i mean it's no secret that she was like the main star like, she was in the trailers and everything i know see i talked so to my, it was captain phasma that is also true. I talked to my boss who has a history of, of making toys. He used to do that sort of stuff. Uh, Sex and toys. D- <laughs> made po- pocket pussies. Mostly dildos and, and fleshlights. <laughs> but uh, no, um, I got one of those. But he can't was- see shit. <laughs> <laughs> He was just talking about the lead times and that, you know, you have to make these, you have to call these orders 18 months in advance. And so that was before any trailers or anything was released. But still. Yeah. Everybody knew Ray was the, the lead character. I, I, I think it just came down to simple numbers game. I think these these toy makers know what little boys sell, and people don't want to hear the hard truth that little boys will not buy girl action figures. Yeah. And apparently there's statistical evidence to back that up. Wow. And uh, But just you, they just fuck with the wrong movie, man. Yet, yet again. 
Joel Bernson showing my misogyny, being, being the bad guy on the editing. I'm, I'm, it's a numbers game, and these no, companies I, aren't out for good feelings. Just, They're there to make business. See, the thing is, okay. I go to a fucking toy store, and I see fucking, I see the female characters on the shelves. I see Ray. I see London. I yes, see France. I see Joel's <laughs> underpants. <laughs> They're they're still on the shelves because people are buying them. No, 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 no. no that's not true. People yeah. are people are buying them. I just happen to go and I see them every once in a while. I'm like, oh, look, there's. Fucking, yeah. You know what I want? I want the fucking the the action figure of the fucking chick from the bar. What's her name? Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. I want a Maz Kanata. There's no action figure. That? No. No. You think that? Let's all get over some place. fucking outrage over that shit. That and, and that character almost seems like she was invented to sell to toys. To be a toy in a way. Yeah. Yes. It's like Jar Jar. Female Yoda. So Ricky J. Yes. <laughs> Going back to my uh, recast here. He's the one guy you didn't re- recast. Yeah, I, did, right? I didn't. Did I, for some reason, I didn't. I don't know why. Did I, the entire country what of Brazil. What was his character's name? Um, I don't know. <laughs> just Ricky J. But it doesn't matter, because staying in David Mamet fashion, uh, I'm going to get Alec Baldwin to play that role. Yes. ABC. He'd be great. I'd always be kicking. Uh, the Tim Allen character. Ch- I know it's. I know it's hard for this. Just go with me. The Chet. What's his name? Chet, Chet Frank. Frank. You Frank only Chet. said it a million times uh, in the course of this it's podcast. It's still, because it's, it's an... It's an it's a name that should not exist. Yeah. Uh, hard to say. But the Tim Allen character, <laughs> how about, uh, I like your Nathan Fillion. He was my also rant, but uh, I went with Robert Downey Jr. Nice. to play that role. Nice. He's also an actor. And yeah. Could, could be a duplicitous. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe I, Man- lo- I love that movie with Michael Keaton. Dupli- <laughs> <laughs> duplicitous? <laughs> or he, he clones or are you himself talking about, over Or again? are you talking about the, uh, the beaver that has the duck bill? Because <laughs> I think that's cool, too. <laughs> The uh, where is it? <laughs> oh, uh, Joe Montana, the the Jerry character, uh-huh. who is the double snaps Hollywood yeah. producer. Uh, I told you I was googling Italian actors, and I always forget this guy's Italian just because his persona overtakes. But uh, Nicholas Cage, actually, oh god, that's, that's some Italian. <laughs> oh my god. How about Nicholas Cage He's in that Coppola. producer role? He's, Wouldn't that be fun? He, his, his that's name, right. He's Nick Coppola. That's right. Uh, Sandra, the uh, wife, the Brazilian wife, also. Uh-huh. Uh, in my Google of Brazilian <laughs> also, actresses. Nick Cage. Also Nick Cage. <laughs> and an Eddie Murphy turn <laughs> will play all of the roles. And I was thinking David Fincher. In <laughs> oh. <laughs> a David Fincher turn. There you go. Um, no, Man, I went Fincher to- would be a good director for this, too. Oh, Steal him with Thunder. Oh, sorry. sorry, really. sorry, sorry no, 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 I didn't do it. Uh, so the, uh, yeah, the Brazilian wife uh, also turns out that, uh, I, I always fuck her name up, but is it Marina Baccarin? From, Morena, uh, Morena Baccarin. Morena Baccarin yeah. from Firefly. Hey, we both did Firefly. Got some, yeah, we did. Did some Brazilian, or it has some Brazilian in her. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she will be the wife, uh, the cop, Damien Lewis. Hey! Who, uh, from yeah. Homeland. From Homeland. I know him best also, from Band of Brothers. a redheaded cop. Oh, that's right. Oh, I know so him best man. from a short-lived NBC series called Life. Do you remember that? Yes. That Where he really went to jail and then they like found out he was wrongly yeah. accused. he was such a cool character. Yeah. That, was a, that was a smart show, which, of course, had to get canceled after the first season. <laughs> that's what happens to all smart shows. Uh, Emily, uh, yeah, social that's commentary. The, that's over. not true. Getting off my soapbox. They're doing like the fifth season of Sherlock, or not Sherlock, Elementary. Well, now <laughs> that we yeah. have the internet, Joe. Of, of Elementary. All bets are off. Oh, yeah. Actually, Sarah right. said that show's good. I've watched a couple of yeah. episodes with her. Too many Sherlock Holmes uh, shows. Too many Hannibal only, there's, Lecter there's shows. Two. There's only one Hannibal Lecter show. Well, now, yeah. 
No, wasn't there like another? I guess I'm thinking of like Dexter. I guess I'm just thinking of like serial killer shows. Emily Mortimer, the Laura character. I go to the Mara family a lot. How about Rooney Mara? Yeah, playing that role. I like her when she's vulnerable. Mickey Rooney Mara. She plays the. And then I'm a I'm a sexy bitch. So that was my that was my Mickey Rooney. I can't do Mickey Rooney. That sounds more like like a little bit of what's his name, the Affleck duck. Oh, oh, oh uh, um, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> uh, I'm a sexy. <laughs> no, I'm, okay, go ahead. I, <laughs> well, no, I'm done because we already did uh, Should We Tell Edge of War. It will be Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. So, uh, and Dur- then all this directed by, I know it's a little cliche, but uh, Jackie Chan's a nice director in his own right. And I think he's got the age behind him. He could do the choreography, but also uh, find the heart. Not bad. And uh, yeah. The so heart, there you go. The heart is in the chest. That's right. And it's here in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in my pants. <laughs> no. mm. You got to feel it. Get down in there. All right, guys. It. So if you've got any thoughts about our recasting or about Red Belt, if you've happened to see it uh, and you got any opinions, you can go ahead and <laughs> Jeff's giving me the time. I'm wrapping we're, it up we're right done. now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> you can go ahead and write us on Facebook. I mentioned that earlier in the podcast. Go to Facebook in the search bar. Put in the editing bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's where you can talk back to us and let us know your ideas for movies that we could watch in the future. Because, uh, you know, we are eventually going to get back to our list of movies that people have submitted to oh, us. Oh, it's so long now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, Joel, we've got a website too, right? We sure do. It's editingbay.com. Sometimes I say the W is not really necessary. <laughs> I was just going to end it there. <laughs> but what is important is the editingbay.com. Please go there. Bookmark it. Uh, you will, if you ever need to know, oh, what's our Facebook page? What's our Twitter handle? Uh, it's at the editing bay, by the way. But if you had gone to our website, you would have already known that. You would also know what we look like because we have pictures of ourselves there. You would also know how to get to our episodes because uh, we have a link there now to our uh, episodes. Uh, also, uh, you would also know how to how to purchase merch to support the show. We have a nice T-shirt there. Oh, I forgot to. Bring the fucking picture for you. Oh my god! All I'm right, sorry. listener, I can't remember what your name is, but he's the guy. Levi, Levi, listener, Levi. It's uh, my fault. I'm sorry, Levi. I have your address. Uh, it's ready to go, ready to ship. I'm just trying to make the handoff here of the yeah. What if it doesn't actually exist? No, it does. I took oh, a picture. Sure. Of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I took a picture oh, of it. Sure. I put it like the... I can't get on Google and find an image <laughs> search of a <laughs> picture of Sean, an autographed Sean Astin photo. <laughs> what an sure. No, I'm just saying. I'm gonna need something more concrete than that, Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want you to put your face on the concrete. So. <laughs> Bite the curb. <laughs> oh, God. The American history oh, acts. Oh, that makes my teeth hurt. I have just sympathy pains. About, oh. I know. Okay. Uh, so, uh, listener Levi, as soon as uh, Joe digs that out of a shoebox <laughs> in his apartment, that will be on its way to you. That's right. Uh, guys, if you get us on your podcasting app, we would really appreciate it. If you go give us a rating and a review, just go ahead and put the editing bay in the search bar there. Not the editing bay. Put it next wave radio. Ooh. That's even better because that's yeah. going to bring up all of our shows. And then pick editing bay, tap on that, and then give us a rating, review, and, uh, and share us with your friends. And then encourage them to also give a rating and a review. Once you've done that, Check out our other shows on the Next Wave Radio Network. We've got MVP, the yeah. most valuable podcast with Fisher and Danny. Uh, they talk about sports, breaking it down. In fact, Fisher and his wife, I think, are going to be coming over tomorrow uh, doing some uh, some Super Bowl action. Well, for you, it's going to be two days ago. <laughs> so <laughs> go, Denver. Congratulations, Denver. Or no. No way. Congratulations, Carolina, on oh, your win. You need that edit point there? <laughs> yeah. Got it. Smart. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the, you'll, they'll be talking about sports and sports entertainment. We've also got my comic life with uh, Jeff and Sam. I almost forgot their names. Skinny Jeff, one over of here. them. I, I'm like, who are you? Just you're not. Away. You're not Jeff anymore. Age riddled Jeff Fucking from the comic. Jason my comic Statham life. across the table from me. <laughs> Do not I mean? What are you guys talking about this week? Uh, MacGyver reboot. What? what? As a, as a woman, is it a woman? Of course. Mm, I haven't read the full story yet, but... I bet. Uh, MacGyverettes. MacGyver. Movie, <laughs> movie and TV show. Holy shit. Wait, you're using the same cast, do you think? Uh, that does not say. That seems... Tune in to find out. <laughs> wow. That's what we call a tease, Jeff. Teasing. So yes, go ahead and check them out. Give them a rating and review as well. That would be awesome. If you don't have an Apple device, if you get us on an Android, for example... Go ahead and get the Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic apps, and you could search the iTunes library uh, through that method as well. You know what? A little uh, a little sneak preview of what we're going to be doing next week. Oh, exciting. Joel's going to be out. Yes, I, I don't even know what's happening. But I'm going to be watching a movie with the guys from My Comic Life. Oh, crossover. A little uh, Valentine's, a, a really romantic movie. Mm. Uh, we're going to be watching some Deadpool. Oh, yeah, We're man. Go see Deadpool. Light a candle, have some wine, <laughs> maybe some chocolate. Turn down the lights. Let's sprinkle the rose light petals. Light a candle. <laughs> you know every rose has its thorn. That's right. Yeah. And uh, every, every cowboy sings, sings a, sad, a sad, sad song. song. Which uh, does not rhyme. So we're going we're gonna to watch Deadpool, and then I'm going to invite the guys from uh, My Comic Life to come in and talk about the oh, movie. That'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be good times. I'm glad you're not going to be there for it. Yeah, me too. I'll listen to it from the plane. <laughs> you know what, though? I am excited about us going to see Scott Pilgrim. Oh, dude, again. That's right. While, while this, like... When this goes up, we'll be seeing Scott Pilgrim. Oh, that, that very same day. Oh, I'm so excited about yeah. it. Yeah, we're getting that. I'm, I'm uh, toying with the idea of uh, whipping out the, uh, the, the Halloween costumes again. Should I show up in costume? You know people are going to show up in costume. Are you going to be that guy? The costume is, is simply a t-shirt and some wristbands. Be, are you going to be that guy? And some converse. I might be that guy. We'll find out on Tuesday. I guess. All right. Uh, what if Jenna wears her... Uh, her That'd be fine. Or <laughs> 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 Ramona Flowers wig and the purse. Uh, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm excited about that. Okay, I, guys. I, but well, I'm picturing you like entering the theater, seeing me, uh, <laughs> us dressed up, and then just slowly like finding just another seat. Leaving. Yeah, I'm like, like uh, I'm, I'm sit dressed up row. like Matthew Patel. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, are there any chubby characters in Scott Pilgrim? I'd be Cuomo. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> uh, I need to get like a white suit jacket. I could be uh, uh, Gideon Graves. Oh, that'd be, uh, yeah. yeah. The acoustics in here are amazing. amazing. All right, cool. <laughs> we can just keep quoting Scott Pilgrim all night. All right. Guys, next week, we're going to be talking about Deadpool with the guys from my comic. Well, hopefully the guys. But if not, Jeff and I will be holding down the fort. <laughs> Afternoon delight style. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Been a long time. All right, guys. Time. Deadpool next week. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.